Good morning. My name is Kenton Hunt. I'm the Disaster Relief Director for the Baptist Resource Network of Pennsylvania and South Jersey. And it is a pleasure to be here with you. And um, I consider you friends and thank you for supporting the ministry and also uh, su- supporting Kelly and I in this ministry. Um, you are a gift from God to us. And we want to return that favor. So it's a privilege to be here. Um, the there's an awful lot that goes on in the world of disaster relief, and um, and and that has become a, a huge ministry for our churches, and um, because it creates a door of opportunity for ministry and for witness uh, about the gracious love and grace of Jesus Christ, and so um, and so we're trying to continually train our volunteers to take advantage of of that open door. Um, to be obedient to Scripture when it tells us to be ready as a church to meet those immediate needs um, for the for the sake of the gospel, and um, so that's in a nutshell what we're about. And uh, so many of you have uh, have trained and taken oppor- advantage of the opportunities to serve. Um, I'm going to tell you about uh, a little bit about what's going been going on uh, in the world of disaster relief. Uh, some of which you've heard about. May I don't know if you were too busy last fall um, to hear about three hurricanes back to back. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so we had Harvey and uh, hit, hit Texas, and then Irma that hit Florida, and then Maria that hit the islands in the Caribbean, and and we have been heavily involved in all three of those. And um, and so. Um, I'm going to zero in on Puerto Rico because uh, it is thrilling that we have about 55, if I'm not mistaken, college students from around the state, including Clarion University, who are going to be going to Puerto Rico in March. And um, and the reason that is so special for me is, first of all, I get to I get to see these uh, these collegiates. Um, Stepping into this ministry that I know I've become hooked on, passionate about. But also, when those storms hit, our churches, we, without any, without any prompting, our churches just gave. Because they, they saw an opportunity. They said, you know, we're not sure we can go help, but we can help others who are going. And so they sent money. And so there's, there was a record amount of giving from churches in our state convention. Toward uh, to help do the ministry that these um, three hurricanes uh, created, the, the opportunities that they created. And so um, I'm thrilled to tell you that it is with those funds that have been donated that, uh, that I'm able to, to help these college students go to Puerto Rico. And uh, I can't tell you how excited I am uh, for, for that. And, and so um, praise God. He gets the glory. And uh, if you were part of that, uh, just know that that your generosity is is reaching f- far beyond your imagination, and uh, and the work will go on for years. I'm not exaggerating; the work will go on for years. Not only uh, in Florida, it's pretty much closed, but in Texas and Puerto Rico, the work's going to go on for a long time. I have a few pictures I want to show you just to remind you about the the big deal that this ministry is, and um, the first. The first picture is, oh my, how'd that get there? Oh, this happens to be our first granddaughter. 
Her name is Kinsley Elizabeth. She was born January the 3rd. She lives in Grove City. Uh, her mom is actually, if, I don't know if you have Grove, I know this is clearly in university territory, but her mom teaches at Grove City College. And uh, her dad, our son, uh, works there in, in the city and whatnot. So she's closer to you than she is to us. And um, But we're very proud. And that's, that's the huge news in our lives right now. And uh, if you, I don't know if you can notice, but she's forming the words with her mouth, Grandpa. <laughs> can you see that? I, I see it very clearly. All right, next shot. I just don't know how that got there, but I happen to have more if you want to see them. Uh, in Puerto Rico, I could talk a lot about uh, Texas and Florida, um, a lot. But um, I want to zero in on Puerto Rico because uh, I believe your prayer time needs to be focused there as these students... Uh, and, and college ministers make their way to Puerto Rico in, in March. But um, I was there the first two weeks of Southern Baptist response on the island. And um, I took a crew. I was actually the, the team leader for a crew that went uh, to Arecibo, uh, which is on the northern coast and west of San Juan. And um, we were at First Baptist Church of Arecibo. And uh, that's their church sign, and they uh, have a nice piece of property there. Uh, things were very challenging. Again, I won't go in lots of detail, but the next shot is a picture of uh, their pastor and his wife. Um, uh, they are working very, very hard uh, in the city and um, to reach the neighbors. And what I'm thrilled about is that the team of 26 people that we had there we're doing chainsaw work and flood cleanup work the entire time. We thought we went thinking that we'd be doing some feeding, and we didn't do any feeding. Um, in fact, the reason for that was that we couldn't get enough food to feed anybody. And so we, we were just able to get enough food to, to feed the team. And um, But getting bulk food was nearly impossible, at least for the first week and a half. We did begin seeing it about, in, about a week and a half in. But um, Pastor Alvarez and, and his wife are are committed to the people there. But I want you to pray for First Baptist Church of Arecibo and, and, and the pastor and the other families that are there because they lost half of their congregation because of the storm. Not to, they weren't hurt or killed or anything like that. They left the island. So business, business is in, business wasn't in great shape before the storm and it's in much worse shape afterwards. Our churches are hurting. We have about 60 churches on the island. When I say we have Southern Baptists, have about 60 churches on the island. And, um, and they're hurting because so many of the families, especially the ones with small children, left the island because they just didn't feel like it was safe for them to stay there. And so um, our churches are, are, are having a tough time. But uh, Pastor Jorge and Mildred are, are sticking it out and getting lots of encouragement. In fact... The First Baptist Church of Arecibo has been adopted by uh, one of the Virginia conventions and who's been there with a team every week to continue the outreach that the church has begun uh, in the aftermath of the storms. And they've invited us to partner with them. I've just been recently told that the church is uh, taking control of some of their space again, and so I'm not sure how big the teams can be on a weekly basis, so I have to double-check and see if they can still handle volunteers from Pennsylvania and South Jersey to to work with them, but um, the students that are going in March won't be working in Arecibo. They'll be working more in the San Juan area, and uh, but um, I'm going to be able to share with them uh, afterwards about 
about some of the work that has been done. Next picture. Um, a lot of ministry took place and continues to take place. You see one of our volunteers praying with a, a group of uh, residents. Uh, so prayer is a big deal. We did several prayer walks while we were there. And and I've done lots of prayer walks, but never have I done them like this. Uh, the pastor would load his little pickup truck with big speakers and a little uh, uh, amplifier that powered the speakers. And as he drove... The whole crew of us would walk behind the pickup truck, and we would all have uh, tracks, and we had seven bilinguals with us who could speak the language, and and people would just come out of their homes to say hello to us and give us a, we'd have a chance to talk with them or pray with them, and um, that's what's that's one of the things that's happening uh, right here. And so next next picture, as a result, um, I can tell you this: I mean, we know that in working in Florida, we were doing feeding, mass feeding in Florida. So the kitchen that we had had out here for training, remember that, uh, was in Cape Coral, Florida, and we we did about twenty five thousand meals uh, with that kitchen, and uh, in the in the eight days that we were there, but um, we were able to do a lot of recovery work also, and we shared Jesus with people, and 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 we know that three people made professions of faith through that ministry in Puerto Rico. There were another nine. Uh, in this picture, the lady that's uh, third from the left is the principal of one of the elementary schools in town, and they were the, the the school district was going to close the school because they couldn't see how they could possibly afford to clean the place up enough to even to to start putting it back together. And I mean, it was destroyed. Everything that was in the classrooms gone. And so we were there, and the past Pastor Alvarez said, well, listen, we have this team here. Maybe they can help. And we stepped in, and we cleaned up the school. And the neighborhood got excited about it, and they started sending in help. And we got the school all cleaned up, and the last word we got was from, from the school board. They said, we are now, we now feel like we're able to keep the school open, and the, and the community was very excited about that. We were letting our light shine. And at the same time, we were taking advantage of the opportunities for sharing the gospel. Um, this principal, um, these are the three guys that shared Jesus with her. And she prayed and received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior right there on the middle of the campus in a gazebo. And uh, she's now connected in her hometown with one of our pastors. And, um, and that's a thrill for us. Nine people in Puerto Rico that, that in those two weeks we, we saw come to Christ. And so, of course, that's the reason we do all that. One more picture. Another of those nine is the gentleman in the middle there. And the guy in the yellow on the right uh, is, was uh, one of the chaplains who was with us. And he got to share through a translator uh, with that gentleman sitting in the middle. His name is Hector, I believe. And uh, he's also one of the guys that was saved. And they're sitting in First Baptist Church of Arecibo. And so now he's connected with a church, too. So I hope that gives you enough to remember to pray about as you're thinking about this ministry and also about the ministry that you can have as a church right here in your neighborhood by doing the same thing. Let me close real quick by uh, reading a passage of scripture that I'm sure you're familiar with. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven.